Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Hello there everyone and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. How are you? Hope you're all keeping well. Out there in podcast land, yes, you guessed it, another week has rolled around in the bagpiping world and uh, quite an interesting week in that. Yeah, Hmm. we've got a lot to talk about on this week's show. Plus we've got quite an interesting uh, topic of the week this week. I'm sure you can see by the title of this week's episode. So uh, yeah, let's start this week's show, shall we? With, by way of introduction, if this is your first ever Big Rab Show podcast, then you are welcome. We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music, or indeed our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we talk about what we know and love to be the music of the great Highland bagpipe and its people. And, like every other podcast out there, we do have a Patreon. So if you would like to help support the show, you can. You can click on support and get your hands on tons of extra stuff for your hassle. And can I just say that the good folks over there on Patreon are absolute legends. By the way, those guys are awesome! And, uh, yeah, we're getting uh, more Patreon supporters by the week. Seems to be every week we're adding more to the Patreon faithful, which is absolutely brilliant. And it means, uh, if anything, that you guys are really enjoying all the extra stuff that's over there. You know, our weekly Fuse FM Battle Money radio show goes up there, uh, plus episodes of Rab Show Plus. There's all sorts of exclusive early podcast peaks and videos and... There's just way too much over there. Yeah, we're very proud of our Patreon community over there, so definitely consider clicking on support and being part of the Patreon faithful. Now, with every podcast, we do like to kick things off with listener mail. And this week's no different. But I have to say that most of our listener mail is taken up with one of our news stories this week. In fact, all of it has been taken up with one of our news stories this week. And we'll get into that in the news section. Uh, So... Yeah, well, that's pretty much it for listener mail this week. <laughs> and all will be revealed as we talk about the news and updates and stuff. Uh, but yeah, our, pretty much our inbox has been overwhelmed with emails uh, for an upcoming news story that we're about to talk about. So again, if you would like to, you don't have to, but if you'd like to, you can email us. BigRabShow at gmail.com. That's our email address, and if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything like that at all, then we'll definitely love to hear from you. Now, one such person, good friend of the show, actually, uh, yeah, you guys know him as Honey Boo Boo, of course, (laughs) Andrew Dye, of course, Uh, yeah, good friend of the show, and uh, he was attending a band practice at the weekend with the guys at Hawthorne Pipe Band, and... uh, As he was there, kind of messing around with the guys in the band, well, he took some time out from practice and actually sent us in a couple of very quick video clips of him just hanging out with band members. And I figured I'd bring them here to the podcast because I think they're comedy gold. So, without further ado, here's a couple of little voicemail clips that we got this week from Andrew Dye. Alright, Rob, we're here with Matt Fraser. Pipe major of Hawthorne. Matt, what's the best thing of being pipe major of Hawthorne? 
Barbecues, barbecues, best thing about being from Andrew Fawford. And they are good, I will agree. See ya. <laughs> that was awesome, hanging out with the pipe major there. And yeah, he did manage to send us another one uh, where he managed to catch Mark Saul, of all people, just before he was about to head home. All right, Rab, I'm here with Mark. He's just about to go home. We're so, in the forest. Where are we? Here we go. It's Mark. Hey, Mark. dude. How you going? How do you enjoy playing in the band at Hawthorne? It's fun. There's crazy people like this guy. I like crazy. There you have it. Right from Mark. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> Fantastic stuff. Yeah, a little bit of crazy doesn't hurt. Uh, so, uh, yeah, those were sent via Snapchat, which is something I don't really use too often, I suppose. But I do know that a good load of you folks down there in sunny Australia do use that quite a lot. But there you go. That's one of those things. And yeah, send in a couple of video clips uh, to yourselves to play out on the show. So thank you, Andrew, for that. Much appreciated, buddy. And uh, yeah, for anyone else out there, if you are hanging out with your bandmates over the weekend, if you're having a Saturday practice or something, you know, send us in a very quick voicemail just to say, hi, you know, we're here, we're practicing, we're working away behind the scenes. And uh, if anything, it's very encouraging to see that a lot of bands all across the globe, are all doing the same thing. We're all preparing to step back out again, and it's fantastic. So, yeah, thanks, Andrew, for that. That certainly entertained me over the weekend. Much appreciated. And if you want to send in your own particular uh, video clip or voicemail, of course, our email address, as always, is bigrabshow at gmail.com. There you are. All right. Now, yeah, it's normally around this time of the week that we always get into it. Yeah, I think it's time for Word of the Week. Word of the Week here on the Big Rapture Podcast. Progress. Yes, this week's Word of the Week is progress, and for good reason. Uh, Well, number one, I'm starting to see progress with my own playing. After recovering from the dreaded Rona and everything, I've been trying to build my stamina again and get back into practicing ways, and now I am starting to see progress. Whereas before, I was only able to blow a tune or two for maybe ten minutes at a maximum. Now I'm able to sit and have a decent good practice for a good half hour to 45 minutes. And yeah, I'm starting to see progress, which is brilliant. And I hope you guys out there too are starting to see signs of progress in the piping scene. Yeah, just in recent days we've seen the publication of minutes from the board of directors meeting here from RSPBA headquarters. Rather than put that in as a news story this week, we thought I'd just mention it here at this point because we are starting to see progress. Events are starting to get planned and dates are in the calendar. And yeah, they're starting to work out the nitty gritty of what our season will look like. And we are starting to see progress. Now, I know I'm not getting into the woods of being a political podcast or anything like that, but we are starting to see signs with the pandemic we are starting to see the lifting of restrictions whether you agree with it or not if you think it's too soon or whatever not going to get into the politics of that but yes we are starting to see restrictions being lifted and we're starting to see all sorts of things easing and gradually returning back to what will be a new normal and with that in mind 
some people see it as progress, and I am one of them. And I dare say that we are progressing through to what hopefully will be a resurgence and a rebuilding of our incoming season. So I'm very much looking forward to that. And uh, yeah, I'm just so happy to see progress. So there you are. That's this week's Word of the Week. And if you're experiencing progress of your own, then yeah, why not drop us a message and let us know what you're progressing with. Yeah, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Indeed. Alrighty, well, you guessed it. After Word of the Week, yeah. <laughs> it's part of, well, it's possibly our favourite part of the show at this point. Yeah. JD, have we got a weekly drone this week, mate? It's the weekly drone. Fundraisers. Congratulations to JD, the new voice of weekly drone. Have to say, he cuts a striking figure in the picture you put on social media. A good-looking fella. That's made me think of something. Rab mentioned that bands haven't been able to fundraise. I think I might have a possible solution to this. Why not sell a calendar of all the piping world's sexiest people? You've got a wealth of folk to choose from. Sell the calendars and release the funds to the bands. I think I remember RSPBANI doing standard calendars years ago. Why not give the folks what they want? Anyways, food for thought. I'm sure I'll spark a debate now as to who should be included. Keep up the great work, Rab Show and team, and welcome to JD. Um, I'm sort of speechless, Weekly Droner, uh, whoever you might be, but, um, yeah, now there's so many different aspects of this week's Weekly Drone that I want to get into, uh, that's quite an interesting idea. Now, yes, I do actually remember those calendars that were produced by our own Northern Ireland branch here, and, you know, there were standard pictures, I suppose, of people collecting trophies and shaking hands and, you know, people standing playing in the arena and stuff. Um, they were nice. You know, the association give it out to their membership at the end of each year. Uh, I don't think there was any cost involved. I think they just handed them out to members at the end of the competitive season. You know, it was a bit of a gift, you know. Uh, but uh, as for actually fundraising for bands by selling a sexy calendar... Um... I don't, um, I don't know. That could possibly spark a huge debate as to who should be in it, you know. Uh, I, I don't know, Weekly Droner. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting idea, an interesting concept, that one. I'm not sure that I would be across that or possibly be the best person to organize it, or even if our own RSPBA would possibly go for it, you know. Uh, I don't know. You could possibly go to one of their meetings and suggest it as a possible, you know, suggestion for fundraising for bands. Hey, why don't we sell, like, sexy calendars of, like, pipers, drummers and all that? Do you think that would be a good idea? I think it may well be shot down in a ball of flames. But you could try. You could try. Um, That's an interesting one. (laughs) 
<laughs> and yes, full congratulations to JD, by the way. People are still sending in, uh, you know, welcomes and everything to JD, which is brilliant. You know, he's doing a smashing job. And uh, yeah, the, the photograph that we put up of JD on social media with, was him playing on the beach uh, with the waves and everything. And it looks very nice and everything. So yeah, he does cut a cutting figure, you know? Yeah, indeed. And will JD be a good example of one that should be on that calendar? I don't know, perhaps. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I'm getting a feeling here that this could be something that the Big Rab Show will have to put together in the future, I suppose. You know, similar to the Big Rab Show uh, awards, we'll have to put uh, together the Big Rab Show calendar. And there'll be a fight for the 12 folks who are going to be on it each year. Uh dear, dear, dear. Weekly Droner, what have you started? There you go. It's an interesting one. And like I said, we do present each weekly drone here on the show, warts and all. Whether we think it's a good idea or a bad idea, I can see the angry emails coming in now. Uh, so, yeah, if you do have your own particular weekly drone, your own thoughts and feelings, of course, you can send them in to us, warts and all, at bigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. Just go to our website. There's a big button at the top of the page. And, uh, yeah, you can submit your thoughts and feelings completely anonymously. Yeah, there's no contact details, nothing. So, yeah, even if you want to suggest such things as a calendar, then go on ahead. Yeah, have at it. Maybe there's some other sort of fundraising ideas out there that we could do to help bands. Uh, so, I don't know. There's a, there's a million different things you could possibly do, I suppose. Uh, but a calendar is definitely one of them. So, well done, Weekly Droner. You should patent that one. <laughs> oh, boy. Right. Okay. Swiftly moving on from that one, I think. Well, I think... Yeah, I'll take a brief break at this point and get into the news and updates, I suppose. But before I do, I just want to mention again our ongoing promotion with the Piper's Dojo. We do mention this each week um, about the you know percentage price off that we have with Finding Bagpipe Freedom. If you want to get money off at the checkout with that book and you do want to add it to your collection, and trust me, you do, then please use our promo code at the checkout, which is BIGRAB, and you'll get money off just by listening to the pod. I know I mention it every week, and everyone, I'm sure by now, is sick of hearing me talking about it, but seriously, if you are going to be picking yourself up a copy of that book uh, by Andrew Douglas and Camille Lett, Find and Bagpipe Freedom, then get money off at the checkout just by using our promo code and save money just by listening to the show. There you are. So just wanted to put that out there again, like I do every week, just to remind you. Get money off. Use our promo code BIGRAB and, yeah, you'll save money. Alrighty. Yeah, I think at this point I'll take myself a little break and, uh, yeah, we'll come back with all of your news and updates. The British Drum Company is driven by their passion to create the finest marching drums for those who recognise and value the highest of standards. The Axial Series is the British Drum Company's flagship pipe band range. Axial's distinctive aesthetic owes much to its X-frame cage system. This futuristic hardware is designed to complement all of the amazing shell finishes on offer, such as the Phantom, Smoked Walnuts, and the very popular Merlin finishes, of which there are three new additions for 2022, Platinum, Violet, and Emerald. The bass and tenors now come with Georgian oak hoops, which feature their head stress management system, and wide mass claws for all-round better tension across the heads. The British Drum Company's Axial Series is innovation defined, designed and engineered for you to look amazing, sound amazing, and feel amazing. Ah yes, another week, another dose of news for you here in the Big Rab Show podcast. So... 
Let's get started. Can I just say, first of all, that the Belfast Tradfest this past weekend was just incredible. Uh, For everyone involved uh, that managed to go and catch a gig or two, uh, you know what I'm talking about. The festival was just absolutely jam-packed with incredible performances. And uh, for me to even mention the Belfast Tradfest and to try and break it down into its component parts would be to do it an injustice, I have to say. So I have to give a full shout-out to Breach Campbell and her uh, concert as well as her workshop series as well. Those were outstanding. I also have to give a mention uh, to the Kyol band performance that was in... Uh, the Royal Avenue in Belfast there, and members of Cleland Memorial Pipe Band were actually a part of that as well. And, uh, wow, can I just say, yeah, so well done to everyone in that Kyol band performance with all of those musicians involved, all those young kids. It was just simply outstanding to see, it, to see the Great Highland Bagpipe played alongside other traditional instruments here in Belfast, and it was just an outstanding festival. So, full congratulations to everyone, and I'm really looking forward to seeing the return of Belfast Tradfest. Yeah, so that was their winter weekend, and we are hoping to see more in future. And, yeah, rest assured, as soon as I do hear more, then, uh, yeah, I'll definitely let you guys know. All right, I have to give a mention uh, to a bit of an announcement from RSPBA Northern Ireland this past week. The Ulster Piping and Solo Drumming Championships, the syllabus has now been launched, as well as the announcement that they're now open for entries. All entries have to be in by the 20th of March, and you are urged to go along to the RSPBA Northern Ireland website to have all of your details there. You know, your novice grades, your juvenile, the hornpipes and jigs, your junior C grade, your Peabrook, and uh, all of that. It's all over there now on the website. You can download the document which details everything along with all your playing requirements as well as your fees that you need to pay to get your entries in. And I have to say that again, that your closing date for your entries is Sunday the 20th of March, 3 p.m., there is no late entries accepted. So go along, rspbani.org, download that form. It gives you all of your details for the upcoming Ulster solos, which will be on the 16th of April, actually, in Liston Garvey High School. There you are. So really looking forward to that. So, yes, closing dates for your entries, 20th of March. You've been warned. It's not long from now. <laughs> so, yeah, Ulster solos coming up very soon. And, uh, yeah, very much looking forward to that indeed. Yeah. So, also this past weekend was the Intercontinental Solo Drumming Championship, which was held on the 19th of February. And, of course, that was in Dunedin. Now, the entire thing was live-streamed as well. So, a massive shout-out to Yuspaba, who presented that. And I have to say, it was absolutely fantastic. To be able to sit at home and catch all of the action... It was simply brilliant. Now, there was pre-qualification spots available here for the World Solos, and uh, the top four competitors actually being pre-qualified for the World Solos as a result, and uh, going straight through to the semi-finals. So, our results were on the day, of course. First place was Eric McNeil. Second place was Derek Cooper. Third place was Miles Bennington. And fourth place was Michael Shope. So there you are. If you are interested, you can go and watch back at all of these performances. Uh, we've done what we can to share them out there on the Big Rab Show Facebook page. Or indeed, you can go and check out the RSPBA website and uh, yeah, check out the details of the results and everything. But I have to say, the event itself seems to be uh, yeah quite successful. And as a drummer... 
I've noticed that the standard was kind of sky high. You know, I doubt that these guys over the course of the pandemic just did nothing but practice the whole time. Uh, Because, yeah, standards were ridiculously high and very competitive. So, yeah, very enjoyable to watch. Uh, So go back, have a watch at that and the Intercontinental Solo Drumming Championships. Even though it's not easy to say in a podcast, uh, it was very entertaining. And I'll be watching back at those myself this upcoming weekend. Yeah, indeed. Alrighty. Now, for those of you who don't follow sport, it's kind of like me. I don't really follow sport and all the rest. Well, apart from the NFL, I guess. But I have to mention, this past weekend, yeah, Great Britain managed to pick up a gold medal in the curling. Now, you might think to yourself, well, Rob, why are you even bothered about curling? Well, the skipper of the Great Britain team that won the gold medal this past weekend is a bagpiper. <laughs> yeah, she's one of our own. She's a bagpiper. So, yeah, shout out to Eve Murhead who lifted a gold medal. Oh, my word, you talk about excited. Um, I didn't actually watch the event, but I certainly watched it on replay because I think whenever it was live, it was like 4 a.m. here in the UK. And by that stage, I was snoring in my bed. Uh, but, hey, full congratulations, lifting a gold medal at the curling. And I think this is the first time uh, the Great Britain have lifted a gold medal in the curling since 2002. Uh, so Great Britain had a match in the final against Japan, managing to come out on top, uh, winning 10-3. There you are. So if that means anything to curling fans. Now, Eve has been a bagpiper since she was a teenager, uh, being taught by Christy and Sharon Kelly, who are co-pipe majors, of course, of Grade 3, Pit Lockery and Blair Ahill Pipe Band. And, uh, yeah, she had to kind of reluctantly let her bagpipe and take a back seat as she was concentrating more on her career with curling. Now, we actually managed to find a bit of uh, an interview with Eve all the way back in 2010 when she was an ambassador for the Piping Live Festival. And the camera crew caught up with her all the way back in 2010 to have a chat with her uh, to hear about her thoughts about the Piping Live Festival. I think Piping Live is a fantastic festival and it's great that there's, there's a festival dedicated just to the pipes. And I think it does attract thousands of people from around the world, and I think that's, that's really important. And also, there's so many different concert shows going on, which, which attract so many people. And this year, I think, for me anyway, I think the highlight will definitely be Capricalia that are playing. If you look at bagpipe music nowadays, it, it's definitely got modernised. You could look at like the Red Hot Chili Pipers, and, and they really do play bagpipe music with a twist. And, and hopefully that is definitely taking more and more younger people into piping, and, and it's making a massive difference. I was 10 years old when I, when I started playing the bagpipes and I remember coming down, it was my 10th birthday and, and mum said, I've got you piping lessons for tonight. So I went along to, to Pitlochie to my local pipe band and I had my first lesson and, and really from that day I wanted to go back and have more lessons and play more and more and I really did do a lot of practice and I really enjoyed it. I play a lot of, of curling in the winter as well, I have done that for years and I, I started curling I think just before I started playing the bagpipes and, and a lot of people said to me, you do probably the two most Scottish Scottish things, the most a really Scottish sport and also um, the, the traditional Scottish bagpipes and um, yeah so I do do a lot of curling and, and I'm fortunate enough to get to a high level in that so the last few years, years my bagpipes have definitely taken a back seat and I've missed all these major championships and all these festivals from my training but definitely next year and, and this year I'm going to pick up my pipes and play a lot more and enjoy it. There you are. It's hard to believe. That was recorded all the way back in 2010 uh, as she was looking forward to playing more bagpipes. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I can only assume that that didn't happen because... Uh, 
Yeah, now she's a multiple world champion and now Olympic gold medal winner. Uh, She's also an MBE, which she received back in 2020. She also received an honorary doctorate from the University of Stirling. And uh, yeah, I think her list of accolades now to include an Olympic gold medal, that's not too shabby. Now, whether we'll see Eve actually lift the pipes again and step out onto the grass with uh, Pitlockery and Blair Athol, I don't know. I hope so. It would be awesome to see her at the Worlds and possibly pick up a title. Wouldn't that be awesome? But, hey, what a year that would be for Eve. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, absolutely. Full congratulations uh, on your gold medal winning performance. And uh, we're not talking about solo piping here. We're talking about the Olympics. Yeah. (laughs) This past weekend here in Belfast, as well as the Belfast Trad Festival, we had a little tiny gig Uh, By the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Oh my god! And yeah, can I just say that it was absolutely amazing. The Waterfront Hall in Belfast is a huge venue, but the place was packed. The venue was sold out and it was ram-packed with piping fans. And can I just say that the Chili's did not disappoint and put on a blistering show. Now, myself, I managed to hang out backstage, of course, with the Red Hot Chili Pipers. And uh, yeah, it was just awesome catching up with the lads. And yeah, we'll hopefully have a future interview with them and that here on the podcast. But if you do want to hear it early, ahead of a future podcast, then you know where to go. You can head over to Patreon, click on support, and you can possibly hear that interview early. Uh, but yeah, hanging out with the Chilies this past weekend at their gig in Belfast, which was just a blistering, blistering performance. And uh, yeah, I dare say the Chilies will be back again in Belfast with a bit of luck to do all again at the Waterfront Hall. So, so yeah... As soon as we hear any announcements of dates and stuff of when the Chilies will come back, then I'll definitely let you guys know so where you can grab your tickets. All right, I have to give a brief mention this week to Kenneth McFarland Music. Now, Kenneth put out a little bit of a clip on social media this past week of a brand new tune that he has written uh, dedicated to his flat in Kelvin Grove Park. Now, that might, that might sound familiar to a lot of folks. Calvin Grove Park's quite famous. Uh, but, yeah, Kenneth has been working on a little bit of an EP that he is hoping to release in recent weeks, with a bit of luck. So, yeah, this little teaser that he managed to produce, uh, yeah, I can't wait to hear more about this. So, for yeah, for you guys out there who love to hear some brand new music, then go onto social media and search for Kenneth McFarlane Music, and you'll not regret it. It's quite an interesting little clip. And I'm dying to hear more. So, of course, yeah, as soon as we know more about this upcoming EP release from Kenneth McFarlane, we'll definitely let you guys know where you can go and get your mitts on it because it was very, very enjoyable. Yeah. Alrighty. Now, I have to mention a bit of an announcement this past week from the Lockhaber Piping Society. Yeah, this was all sorts of exciting. They are going to be running a piping and drumming junior competition going to be held on Saturday the 26th of March. This will be in the Lockheber Gaelic Primary School of course in Fort William and for entry forms and everything I want you to check out Lockheber Piping Society for full details. Like I said it's a junior competition uh, so for us old people maybe not so much uh, but yeah if you are interested at all then please do go and check that out the Lockheber Piping Society and uh, their upcoming junior competition that's coming up. I'm very excited for that actually. Yeah. Alright, I have to give a mention to the National Piping Centre again as they continue to churn out the bagpiping goodness each and every day. They have another video, another live session. All of it has just been absolutely incredible and it will all finish 
on the 20th of February with their final video release. So, yeah, for all of that piping action, go along, check out the National Piping Centre on social media. There is a wealth of material up there now. In fact, there's just way too much to check out. Uh, so, so a video every day along with live streams, uh, taking Q&As and everything. It's absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, go and check out the National Piping Centre. You'll not regret it. All right. Another little news story that I have to mention is, yeah, the minutes from the board of directors were published. Uh, so the board of directors had a meeting on the 29th of January, and the minutes are available now on the RSPBA website if you want to read them. And the reason I kind of sound a bit down in the mouth about it is because they're kind of boring. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, we are getting into the nitty-gritty of organizing our incoming season. So um, for those of you interested in all of that, then you can go and check it out. They are available on the RSPBA website. And, uh, yeah, read it at your leisure. Uh, but I'm not going to get into the woods here with it this week. Uh, but, yeah, just to let you know, the minutes from the Board of Directors meeting held on the 29th of January are now available on the RSPBA website. And if you love that kind of thing, then great. Go and have a read at it. Now, hopefully something that's a little bit more exciting. Ourselves here on the Big Rab Show team put out an announcement this week that we are going to be launching a brand new venture called Big Rab Show TV. Yeah, and a lot of people were scratching their heads going, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, predominantly we are a radio show on Fuse FM every week and we're also a podcast that you're listening to right now. But we're now launching a brand new product called Big Rab Show TV, where we will be hoping to ramp up our game when it comes to live streaming from competitions. As you guys know, over this past number of years here in the Big Rab Show, we have been live streaming from competitions here in the UK, both in Northern Ireland and Scotland. All of our minors and major competitions, we do what we can to point a camera at these events uh, so you guys can tune in live and catch all the action, no matter where you are or your circumstance. So... This incoming year, what we would like to do is up our game. We really want to throw more weight behind the production of this and give you an actual TV show to watch every weekend. Now, with that comes all sorts of challenges. We have lofty ambitions with this. We don't only want to cover the Grade 1 competition and the results, which has been the case for this past number of years. We now want to up our game and offer multiple grades, as well as multiple disciplines. Not only are we looking at grade one, but we're looking at all the other grades, as well as possibly drum majoring as well. Now, in order for any of this to happen, we need volunteers to help us. And uh, because (laughs) we can only be at one place at one time, and uh, with multiple grades happening at one time, It'll be incredibly difficult to try and capture that with only one person on the ground, being me, Deej, or even Andrew. So, with that in mind, we've put the word out. We're asking anyone out there that has access to a smartphone and has passion for piping and drumming to get in touch. Now, this is open completely to all of you folks out there internationally as well. Because we're not just going to be focusing on our competition season here locally in the UK, but we're also going to be branching out and looking abroad. So wherever you're listening to the podcast right now, if you do have a passion for piping and drumming, you have access to a smartphone, and you fancy pointing it at a pipe band whenever you're at an event, then please do get in contact with us. Our email address is bigrabshow at gmail.com. And like I said, the only real requirements that we need from you is 
do you love piping and drumming and have a real genuine interest in it? And yeah, do you have access to a smartphone that you can point at a band? Those are the requirements. And if you think you can help us here in the Big Rab Show team and you want to be a part of things, especially our new venture, then, yeah, consider contacting us. BigRabShow at gmail.com and our brand new exciting product, Big Rab Show TV. I'm calling it a product, not really. Uh, but, uh, yeah, you can contact us. BigRabShow at gmail.com and, uh, yeah, this new venture, I suppose, I guess we'll we'll find out how it all works once we hit the go live button. I'm a bit anxious about it all, if we're honest. Uh, but we've been working on this now for the past couple of months, and it is developing well. And we do hope that whenever the start of the season actually rolls round, and then we do hit that go live button, that it will work out. And I guess you guys are going to be along for the ride. We're going to do our best, and that's all we can do. So, like I said, if you are interested in helping us at all, Please do contact us, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Just drop us a message saying, hey, heard about your idea for Big Rab Show TV. Can I help by filming a band at whatever competition? We'd love to hear from you, regardless of your location. Be in the UK, America, Australia, New Zealand, South Africa, wherever you are, contact us. We'd love to hear from you. There you are. Alrighty, so I think that announcement has been well enough publicised by now because we announced it on our social media last week and I'm sure everyone's sick of hearing us talking about it. But uh, yeah, we're very keen to get as many volunteers as possible so our product will be as awesome as possible. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. Alrighty, far be it from me to promote and plug and do all that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it's my podcast. I'll do it like All right, time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. I think it's time for the topic of the week. McClellan Bagpipes by North Carolina artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClelland from Euston, Scotland. They don't strive to be the biggest, fastest or the cheapest. They do, however, meticulously craft a small number of warm and stable sounding instruments of heirloom quality. Roddy has followed this philosophy for over 30 years and continues to evolve with innovations like the Elevation Chanter. Designed with North American bands in mind, providing a lower pitch, rich harmonics and strong, clear projection, Elevation Chanters provide a stable platform for a thick band sound. Check out BespokeBagpipes.com for more information. McLaren Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Wallace Bagpipes. Quality, pride and passion. Made in Scotland. Proud bagpipe supplier to the Red Hot Chili Pipers. Visit wallacebagpipes.com for more information or contact your nearest dealer. Ah, yes, indeed. Topic of the week time. And yeah, you may have guessed by the title of this week's episode, we're going to be talking to Matthew Welch. Now, I'm sure a good lot of you out there are aware of Matthew and his, all of his piping accolades from throughout the years. And I've been quite a bit of a fan of his, I'm not going to lie. Um, so yeah, it's great to have a podcast and have the excuse to talk to some of those people that I really look up to. So hi, I just had the best crack chatting to Matthew. Now, in recent months, actually, Matthew's kind of launched a brand new YouTube channel called Dr. Bagpipes. 
And that's kind of what piqued our interest here. Uh, because for those of you who are on YouTube and all the rest, I'm sure you've probably already seen it by now. It's incredibly popular. And the content on there is just... It's absolutely brilliant. And if anything, yeah, this is an opportune time for me to catch up with Matthew to find out exactly just what he's up to at the moment. With all of his you know, involvement in the piping scene and the experimental music scene, this is a fascinating interview. So, without further ado, let's welcome Matthew to the podcast. So, welcome to the podcast, Dr. Matthew Welsh. How are you, Matthew? You well? I'm doing quite well. It's a sunny morning here in California. Yourself? Ah, uh, well, I am in a freezing cold Northern Ireland right now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm slashing with rain outside. It's lovely. <laughs> oh, oh, I miss that sometimes, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, the reason we have you on the show this week is because you've recently put together quite an interesting YouTube channel and a bit of an interesting project that you have ahead of you. Uh, but first of all, I want to talk about you know yourself personally and well first of all your background in bagpiping uh do you want to t- tell us how you got your start and how you ended up to where you are now uh sure yeah i um i started playing music uh, my first instrument was accordion actually right. so i was interested in world music and um you know not your usual instrument, you know, and, but I, you know, I grew up at that time when I started playing music, I was living in the panhandle of Florida. So Mm. not a lot of bagpiping, but uh, there was a grade five band called the McGuire's Irish pub pipe band. And um, I got started with the Scottish instructor, uh, you know, once a week, 50, only 15 minute lessons, but they were free. And so I kind of, I went with it and uh, did summer schools and uh, just really, uh, I would actually say that partly why I do what I do now was that uh, I was isolated and studied the books, studied the, the notes, the music, the written books, and tried to come up with some of my own music and own ways of, of theorizing it. And uh, eventually went through, um, you know, did do the grade one pipe band circuit uh, with Simon Fraser University pipe band in the late 90s and the early aughts, um, kind of cutting the teeth in traditional music and pipe band idiom and couple of world pipe band championships didn't hurt and um nope. that was fun <laughs> but i was also studying music composition at simon fraser university and um doing weird stuff with pianos and whatnot and um so after i graduated since i'm american you know i wasn't able to stay in canada uh for that long because my uh you know sort of student visa was done yeah. uh i just went kind of to the east coast and kind of went headlong into the experimental music scene, both in New York and also was working on uh, graduate degrees and, um, you know, dabbling in the New York area grade two pipe bands. Uh, And so that's kind of like before I moved to California, that's kind of how I spent maybe the last, you know, 15 years after SFU. I see. Yeah. So you do have that grounding in the piping scene. I suppose, you know, with the competitive scene with SFU and with all of your work with all the competitive bands. But how I know you, Matthew, I hope you don't mind me saying, as, but I know you as yeah. an ex- experimental bagpiper who takes bagpipes to places that I've never seen them before. But you seem to be incredibly brave bringing a set of pipes along to an event such as like a jazz festival and stuff like that. Well, yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, you know, what I've, what I've done is that I've just had, uh, you know, 
wide open ears and have been an avid listener for a lot of different types of music. And um, the bagpipes kind of, I think maybe they fell into uh, a sort of just a gamut of sounds that I was interested in, something that was uh, very, uh, you know, I don't kind of in your face, you know, almost like <laughs> distorted, distorted electric guitar or yeah. Uh, some electronic music or, um, you know, and it just has this um, intense quality that I found also in uh, modal jazz of the 60s or, you know, music that people know, like, from movies, like the Philip Glass, the music that came out of that experimental, minimalist, drone-oriented tradition. Um, So I just felt felt like the instrument... um, has all this other potential, you know, to do these other cool things. And um, it's, it's important to learn how to play it, but, um, you know, trying to find a personal niche when you're, you know, not everybody, you know, not everybody can just continue to be in the competitive scene forever. So um, it's smart to be entrepreneurial. So definitely. And we've been talking to folk recently in the Celtic and folk music scene, and they talk about this musical freedom that they suddenly find after mm. competing at Peabrook, you know, at the highest level and finding it all mm. very structured to suddenly eh, just wing it, play it as you feel right. it, you know, right, and right. suddenly it's like Piper's fight. Well, what do you want me to do? There's, you know, there's no dots on the page. <laughs> so yeah, do, yeah, do you yeah. find that yourself, you know, it's going from that competitive scene to suddenly all sorts of musical freedom. Uh, how do you find that adjustment? Well, um, it's it has its pros and cons basically um because there are other uh to to pull it off well uh in piping you have to do it in a professional way so when what we have in piping we have um you know we have these great competitions but what we don't really uh focus on is all of the long tuning the different spots of the park uh, the tuning rooms for the great peeper contest the travel involved the investments the of personal players uh when you start to uh just look at things from the other end like just making it as a musician uh you have to have something to play and sometimes um you know, I just happened to uh, be really into composing the whole time I was in the piping. So um, I was listening to what composers were doing, not just, uh, you know, like, like Donald McLeod and Michael Gray. I was paying attention to what they were doing, but also what uh, Philip Glass and some European composers were doing. And um, it just felt like, um, like, oh, there was just so much potential to become to bring this instrument into music and uh, have it be a really effective voice. No, indeed. And I think in certain, certain cases, it definitely has found its voice for sure. And a lot of your work. Uh, so I wanted to talk about the integration of Highland pipes with other acoustic instruments. We know famously it's incredibly difficult, you know, yeah. given the sheer volume of the instrument, the amount of gigs I've been to and, you know the musical director or something says you turn the pipes down no they they don't work like that there's no volume switch so (laughs) have you ever found any big difficulties that you haven't been able to overcome uh with the integration of highland pipes uh the biggest difficulty is perhaps maybe the perception that the bagpipes are louder than they are i mean they are so loud that the um it's become kind of a 
lifelong or career long problem for me that that like comes you know i find interesting solutions like um playing with large ensembles or loud ensembles uh and people that are invested in maybe trying to tune things a little differently so um that's been my solution um i don't you know i've wrote, i've written bagpipe concerto type scenarios for one yeah. solo with an orchestra and there's it's amazing how loud the bagpipes is compared to orchestral instruments mm. um but i find that uh um certain instruments from the jazz and rock tradition uh they just they blend well and um orchestral percussion as well uh the sort of so i kind of look at um models that are successful already and just just try to blow them up a little bit or um you know or you know i have done some combinations that really didn't work you know like uh, a bagpipe and like an acoustic string quartet oh wow (laughs) (laughs) that that, you know just like a a, just like a wedding type of thing it's like okay i i shouldn't do that in my own work they they would have to be mic'd up or something like that so some sort of amplification um, there yeah even around the tuning tuning thing that yeah i was gonna ask you about that Hmm. Well, I, I learned the hard way, you know, and uh, I got kind of got started before um, before the B-flat chanters were uh, kind of a thing. So I had to come up with solutions. Um, fortunately, I was like at the same time, I was like dueling as a pipe band tuner going around Long Island teaching bands and tuning their drones and contests and stuff. Yeah. So I was pretty adept at with the tuner. And so I would set my pipes, the solo set up just try to go a little lower and you know i kind of left let's see like the last time i did a major solo competition was uh the silver medal in 2000 uh so my pitch spectrum has just sort of remained around there like the late 90s i love it i love my nail pipes they're they're deep and rich uh it's easy for me to get to b flat now with those channers but for several years almost a decade i had to work getting other people to tune up and i would tune down and there were several issues of getting the pipe to be steady or getting their instruments to be steady yeah. uh, so yeah. the b flat channer i think i started using it about 10 years ago and it just really made a lot of things easier yeah um and sometimes just play it as my preferred setup it has kind of revolutionized the piping scene. You know, for the longest time, you could never have a Highland Piper in your band because you could never meet pitch-wise. You know, always right. someone was out. But now you have these B-flat chanters, as you say. It really has transformed the piping scene. But I have to say, in competitive piping, though, we've noticed that bands in particular are rising in pitch, and they continue yeah. to do so each year. Mm-hmm. What's your opinions on that? Do you think that we'll eventually hit a ceiling? you know will we ever reach Um, that stage i think it'll have a reboot more likely um because there's enough here's the thing it it doesn't it it happens in other music forms too like if you listen to european orchestras they don't tune at 440 anymore so (laughs) it's funny because they uh uh you know the b-flat channel is meant to tune within that spectrum but um yeah (laughs) you know the top of the the creme de la creme orchestras are pushing the pitch uh, boundary up there too See, it's just yeah. a smaller a smaller you know you know like four mm. pitch degrees uh, i have found that it's just personally hard for me to keep up with the pitch demands of pipe bands yeah. um i find this is just a personal you know i find that the higher uh my there's some theory behind it 
the higher pitches have shorter wavelengths that don't travel as far. They don't project as well. So they need yeah. to be louder. You need more players. The pitches uh, require, or the, the instruments require a lot of um, additional reinforcements, like they have brand new reads in, in, in order for those high pitch environments to stay stable. And really we're only talking about 15 minutes of performance uh, at the, yeah. at, at a, yeah. after a year, mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, not sustainable for like, being a uh, you know a versatile musician that works like with tons of different people, and um, you're going to find yourself just playing that setup at your own solo gigs, which is great. Uh, I personally was you know guilty of that in my competing years because I, I bought into it. It's like oh let, let me come in just a little bit brighter than that person, and um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and I was always um, you know, we poked our reeds and we played McAllister's a lot. And I was always like, you know what? I can get my F just so I can get this brighter than you. I a little, know little I bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> you know, it's it's part of the game. But um, when you think about the functionality uh, of, you know, beyond just what is, uh, you know, what edges something out competitively doesn't always uh, function like on a day-to-day musical about, you know, like, yeah. okay, I, you know, is, this, is my guitarist, is the neck of the guitar going to break after two or three years of being pitched up? So I'm getting complaints. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. That, uh, like, okay. All right. I gotta, I gotta back off. So that's... <laughs> oh dear. Well, I have to ask you then um, about your article that was published in the Pipe and Times. Uh, we've just seen the oh, compendium. Yeah. It was released there just ahead of Christmas. You had a three page spread in there um, talking about the topic of bringing pipes into the new era, I suppose. Could you, do you want to tell us about that article then for folks? Oh, who yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, well, it was um, kind of the article was framed around a set of classes that I gave to the Royal Conservatoire students that are, you know, the people that are doing their piping degree uh, in that joint degree program with the piping center. Um you know, John Mulhern, uh, I have to credit, you know, he's the big music society. Um, you know, he's, he's head of piping studies over there. Um, you know, they're, they've been aware of what I've been doing for years. And um, uh, I was just really psyched to get the chance to teach a bunch of music that I essentially wrote for myself called and and then had to had to uh theorize it because i was doing graduate degrees and was Mm -hmm. selling albums and stuff like that i just called it kill nua because i just felt like what i was doing was you know i'm doing this music but i'm using krunluas and e-doublings and i'm using patterns that come out of out of jigs and stuff like that Mm -hmm. uh but the form and the purpose and the audience or whatnot um you know, even the titles, the way that the music was structured was just very different. So um, I felt like um, I just had to give it a name. Like, okay, I know, like, I really want people to believe that this isn't just the most out there thing. There is the, there is research both um, into the past and into the tradition and an imagination of what the future will be based upon a lot of um you know, experimental music is not for everybody, but it's a niche of classical music or other types of musics. Um, you know, there's experimental rock, there's experimental jazz. This is, there's a, a number of thinkers that are just like, hey, let's take what you normally hear and just push a little bit. Like, what does that mean? What do, what do these sounds mean to people uh, exactly. when they continually put, are put together? Um, so anyway, 
Kill yeah. Nua was the, the crux of that article. And I taught these, uh, they were, I'll, I'll leave their name alone be anonymous because they were students, uh, but they worked hard on these pieces, uh, different pieces like a sonata for bagpipe, um, wow. another piece. Yeah. Another piece that was uh, just called the off kilter Mason, which was written for my son when he was learning to walk. Uh, it's just, a, it's like a mixed meter, hodgepodge really difficult um uh like balkan mashup that's hard to play and then uh, a set of like improvised pieces which is um that's something that piper's that's that was the real jaw drop for like oh wait a minute you don't improvise know, what improvise what <laughs> like, <laughs> i mean like change the grace notes around like no you are you have to play this game by these rules and that uh, that 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 actually got the best, some of the best results because uh, people just, when you're improvising, you rely on your technique, you, you rely on your musicality, your ear uh, and your imagination. And um, you know, when it's in the hands of a right player, uh, it doesn't matter if it's right or wrong. It can be just musically exciting and really organic. There you go. And it's, it's something that I'm incredibly interested in because like you say, Matthew, pipers are not encouraged to improvise at all. You, the, really, the, you know yeah. it's dots on the page and you do what is competitively correct to win the prize right. you know right, right um but you know with your new youtube channel uh dr bagpipe you talk so much about musical freedom and the ability to improvise is that something that you know it's kind of a passion of yours to kind of you know open bagpipers ears you know what i mean oh yeah absolutely i i feel like improvisation is um it's a tough skill yeah, one thing, but uh, it's not. I, I I always use this as a doorway to explain to pipers. It's not a skill that they're that is foreign to them. It's just that they choose to edit it out. Um, so uh, it is essential to other traditions that of the music where you you play what's expected, what's the written thing, and then you add your own. When well, next time the, the chorus comes around, you add your own take. And it's not just your own take, it's your take of the day. Uh, and that, that promote, promotes a kind of like live, uh, live relationship. Like I'm doing this now and that's for you and this audience. Um, it, it's great for recordings as well because you can get a lot of diversity out of, out of certain like pieces that aren't meant to sound the same every time. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah. Any, anyway, <laughs> I could go on forever about it. And uh, it's, it, I'm really glad that these, that Piping Times was able to publish um, some of that, uh, you know, just results from that workshop. And um, yeah, what do we call music that isn't just straight up kill bag or kill more and uh, more and more the the sounds of the world are creeping into the music and uh, more and more the bagpipe is getting out there into different musics. It's already in Dune, the movie. I was really excited to. Definitely. That. Well, that's it. You know, big motion pictures like that, including the tone of our Highland bagpipe was just incredible and long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely. And dare I say that fellows such as yourself that have that brave pioneering spirit to tick pipes to a venue that, shouldn't be you know but i think yeah. it's incredible keep up the great work um so i have oh, to say i'm a huge fan and i have been following your career for quite a while and i'm actually quite excited whenever you first published uh this I'm, we're looking at the website now uh, this new oh, book of your own yeah. um yeah new complete theory 
for the Highland Bagpipe. Whenever I seen this drop, I was going, oh, I have to pick this up. So do you want to tell us about this? New I'll book? send you one. <laughs> oh, no, there you go. I was going to pick one up. Um, but yeah, tell us about this new book. Uh, uh, it's okay. It well, it's, um, well, it has a little bit of a, gosh, where to start. It's um, essentially um, the, it's two books or two volume thing in one, in, in one bound book. Um, in the Highland piping style, it is sort of a DIY production do it yourself you know i yeah. uh i look at my bookshelf and i looked at all of my piping books and i was like well what is what do they all look like okay they all look <laughs> like they did you know put it out yourself i'm not going to wait 10 years for some big press to to put it out yeah. um i decided that um well anyway to ri- rewind a little bit further this was my doctoral thesis from yale university Oh, wow. um the, the written component so it was mm-hmm. already and it it like won the top prize that year and i was really proud of the work mm-hmm. and um that uh it, and it was it's basically designed uh to repeat the joseph mcdonald complete theory of 1760 slash 1803 but right. today you know and joseph mcdonald was a trained musician uh trained in notation, trained in other instruments, just enough of this sort of dual insider outsider uh, training that, you know, we, all the books that came after complete theory uh, were based on complete theory. All of the introductions, right. all of the, the theoretical sections had some sort of condensed version of complete theory, mm-hmm. uh, the notation, the scale, where it sits on the staff all comes from there. And um, in a lot of ways, like people look at it as like, oh, it's kind of incomplete, the notation, but like some of the stuff is so revealing uh, what the music was like at that time. And maybe was like, maybe what was like, oh, okay, maybe 50 years ago, they did that uh, before, before, you know, the Jacobite, you know, during the Jacobite revolution, like they stopped playing the Bargo or something. Uh, And, and it, 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 I think he, also was supposed to write another book that had had more light music in it so there was going to be a follow-up i felt like he died too young uh i wanted to do a similar thing from the perspective of today and um you know in a certain more objective way document both um like i've composed pipe music i've taught it analyzed it what's the most succinct way to talk about it like mm-hmm. and, and, and that any musician can walk in and say oh that's why those all those grace notes do that right it's because it's it's you know gdes it's easier to do three grace notes on three separate fingers than it is to do on three the yeah. on the same finger in a row mm-hmm. simple theory and um but it looks baffling on the page like what's the musical purpose of it um <laughs> But also, you know, to some people that are looking at it for the first time. And um, and then the second half of the book um, of the written, the text portion just talks about experimental jazz or experimental classical music projects that I, where the instrument was really pushed, you know, <laughs> retuning yeah. drones, uh, playing for 40 minutes at a time, uh, all sorts of really cool stuff. And um, I don't talk about my music much it, it, in the text because i wanted to kind of have like an academic tone but afterwards i throw in um maybe like i think 13 of my pbrocks that are kind of pushing the pushing the idiom in a different direction Mm. uh several um kill type tunes 
And then uh, a category that, you know, that I was teaching, Kjell Nua, yeah. a subset of really out there pieces that for, for the musically adventurous uh, or just the curious, you know, who want to see what this music looks like. Oh, fantastic. Well, as I say, I was going to pick up a copy of this because, yeah, like I say, I've been following your career now for quite a while. I, I, also, I always know you as being this brave bagpiper. So this book actually documents that. And that's just what we're talking about here. So for anyone out there who's interested in a lot of your experimental works and stuff, go and check out this brand new uh, book, the, a new complete theory for the Highland bagpipe. Definitely worth picking up. So that's available through your website there, Matthew, actually. Uh, Matthew yeah, through my website. Um, yeah, yeah, that's I, I have a few places where you can get it. You can get it on the website as a hard copy, but that links you to my record label. I, I mean, I do a bunch of different stuff. So I have a band camp. Uh, located record label, online record label, and you can also get the book there. And if you get it there, you get you get the free album. So um, there you go. Anyway, yeah. just trying to, and, and then you can from, run away from some of the other music if you get too scared. <laughs> but. Um, uh, exactly. uh, yeah, thanks for I, mentioning I, No problem. Well, if anything, I would encourage folks listening to the pod right now or watching this video actually to go and check out your music. There, There's a wealth of material out there. You've been gigging for quite a number of years. Um, so I do have to ask you then, what does 2022 hold uh, for yourself this year, Matthew? Well, um, you know, we're still dealing with pandemic lockdown. So, um, yeah, you know, it, I mean, it's near lockdown. People are behaving in, in, in more or less the same way. Uh, I have a child. And um, so it's, you know, it's going to be looking a little similar to some of the, uh, <laughs> some of what we've known. Yeah. But um, there's some musical things I'm still excited about. And um, hopefully the pandemic does not put a damper on those any, any more than it already has. Uh, I am very far from the piping scene. I am doing a... Uh, an opera for a girls' chorus this June, and it wow, is based good. on a diary of a. Um, uh, there's been a, a you know the, the Philippines was a colony of the United States, and the, my, I have a lot of family history that goes back there. So I have mm-hmm. uh, uh, additional interest in Filipino music and, and the U.S. Filipino you know colonial relations and yeah, yeah yeah and so it's kind of it's a, it's very much in a different direction but it's it's um designed to be a, a stage and a 70 minute theatrical piece with mostly uh young women singing and uh, they're all very you know virtuosic um you know it's like yeah. like our junior pipe bands that that can win the world championships they're not like like serious musicians so mm, um that's going to be quite the big thing on this year um and i'm also yeah like dr bagpipe is just a, a very burgeoning thing um where where i'm just trying to you know all the things that i wanted to teach students that they were never asking for just wanted to slowly build that up and perhaps i'll put out a book another book that kind of calls from that material like something That's approachable something. like i really want to do like how do you compose a bagpipe tune? like uh or that'd be worth its weight in gold yeah and and uh it's it's one of these things where like composition is best taught one-on-one and interacting and stuff and learning counterpoint but there's still a way you know there's it still hasn't been adequate adequately described how to go and do it yourself so yeah yeah. um well interested in doing that I can't wait to see that actually that sounds brilliant so for those of you out there who (laughs) haven't checked out matthew's youtube channel just 
put it into YouTube, Dr. Bagpipe. And there's a video actually that really drew my attention is what's in my pipe box. You know, it's such a simple, <laughs> such a simple question, but it's brilliant to watch it, you know, um, because then well, you, you know, see all the tools and things that are involved, you know. <laughs> well, you know, part of, part of, you know, part of the, basically the canon of literature around, or just the, just the, the way that we teach piping is so much about uh, just, it's hard to make it about the individual. It's hard to make it personal for people. And it's funny during the pandemic, I, um, I decided to take a year off the bagpipe and um, cause, yeah. cause you know, funny enough, so many people were dying, but I had, didn't have a single funeral. Uh, that was how severe the, the circumstances were. And um, so I picked up guitar and um, it was an instrument that I could noodle around uh, and have my kid, you know, mm-hmm. bother my kid. And uh, I started learning through YouTube and I just saw like, wow. Okay. If everybody was doing what we were doing, uh, all the guitar videos on YouTube would be about Spanish flamenco or Italian classical or this yeah. and how to do it. And, and, you know, there, it just made me think like, well, it actually is very simple. D- despite the fact that I've done some really weird out there stuff with the instrument and pushed it beyond, mm-hmm. uh, beyond the bar there, there are uh, very simple ways to, to bring the music into a personal realm. You know, like um, I just, I just look at people, you know, inviting more people into personalizing making their own tunes or hey strip actually enjoy playing it you know take all the grace notes out put your own grace notes in um or write your own tune or 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 you know hey uh if you forget the tune how can you improvise if you know how to improvise you know how to fill in the those extra three bars there uh, you know you're you should be doing uh, an a chord and not a g chord that type of stuff so you know the basic building blocks where i'm not really you know there's enough like how do you do an e doubling correctly videos and there's thousands of them to show you have your head spinning what's the right way uh i and i feel like um you know i just see my son being really creative with lego blocks like ah some simple building blocks to help people get uh uh, open up their minds a little bit and you know anyway um i hope that it um it's in it's 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 in its infant state at this point, you know, and I'm learning how to use video editing and whatnot and uh, trying not to take over my life. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, it's, it's there to, 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 to sort of water down a little bit of the theoretical stuff that's in my book. And, you know, I see, I see. Well, that's been a, a fascinating project to watch so far and I can't wait to see how it further develops in the future. So excellent Thanks. stuff. Keep up the great work, Matthew. No, thank you say- so much. Every guest who comes on to the Big Rab Show always gets asked some Big Rab Show staples, and I'm afraid you're not going to escape either. Oh, okay. So oh. I have to ask you then. Something I'm with, not prepared for. <laughs> no, well, that's it. Well, all of it. your story career with, throughout you know, the years in the piping scene, has there been any one particular moment that stands out to you as particularly memorable? In the, like, um, overall be, yeah, just or, a, or all or of your time piping. in piping, yeah, with having the instrument under your arm. Has there been any one moment that stands out as going, wow, that was kind of cool? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was kind of a bragging moment, but uh, it was, I, I had to, uh, been knocking on Philip Glass's door for years and had, had many opportunities to meet and 
talk with him and um but never never the opportunity to present a peace of mind while playing bagpipes and lucked out he came to some show a piece that i wrote for um girls chorus and bagpipe and mm-hmm. part of the you know, kind of tied into the relationship of the opera i'm doing now and yeah we performed it for him and i just it was uh was greeted with much enthusiasm and uh praise and it was ah oh, god that That's was fantastic that was a huge highlight i would yeah. have to, but i would have to say um also uh working on the other side of the fence um in the traditional music uh some of the work done with metro uh and bringing that yes. over to scotland uh new york metro pipe band that is um mm-hmm. shout out to the to the boys in new york shout out to the metro um, yeah. <laughs> that was uh you know there's uh it's a tough thing in, in bagpiping to keep a band uh going forever uh you know and keep them on the top especially in, in north america but uh, there was some really ma- it was there was a real magical campaign there a lot of good chemistry a lot of interesting um musical you know i was able to 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 mess around a little bit with some musical ideas that were sort of palatable for both audiences um the donald mcleod when we did the donald mcleod melody uh, sorry medley at the pipes of peace concert um oh that was yes i remember huge that. Highlight. yeah huge highlight being able to present but in a concert setting like mm. ah this is you know without being so uptight about the competition thing but the kind of energy that comes from the audience uh playing for a for a big audience Oh, absolutely. Maybe thirdly, I I remember the cheer that night as well. It took the roof off the place. (laughs) That was incredible. It was was a lot of fun. Yeah. Probably it's hard to find the the best one, but probably then then Blarbuster playing Celtic Connections was uh, some just to throw a trio of things there. Uh, Really, really nice. Like ah, home, like this music has found a home. Maybe, maybe. There you go. Tiny little flat. Celtic Connect. It's one of those festivals, isn't it, where you find bands like that, you know, that are pushing the envelope. Celtic Connection is such an incredible festival. Yeah, for sure. So, Matthew, I have to also ask you quite a stupid question, but we ask everyone, uh, what's your favorite cheese? My favorite cheese? Yeah, have you got one? Gruyere. Oh, haven't heard of that. No, what, what kind of cheese is that? It's a uh, La Gruyere. It's a Swiss French cheese Ooh. Uh, from the Gruyere region. Of, of, uh, it's a hard cheese. Right. Um, fortunately for me, it is uh, one of those lactose-free cheeses because it's a hard cheese and I can still consume it. <laughs> um, there you go. Yeah, it, uh, it's, a, it's a popular you know, I, if you I'd like this cheese, one of the top choices. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent stuff. I know that's a random question, but we ask everybody that. Same oh, question. it's a great one. Actually. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a real personality defining type of <laughs> See, there you go. Indeed. So again, just to remind folks then of uh, where they can go to grab your, your book and any of your music for that matter, go and check out the website. It's matthewelchmusic.com. That's where everything is. And uh, is mm-hmm. there any other points of contact, Matthew, that you want to direct folks to for checking out all your um, stuff? Yeah, there's a, well, if you want to get into more of my classical stuff or find another location for new complete theory, there's cotechonrecords.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, if you're uh, the easy URL to get to my uh, YouTube, uh, it's yeah. it will bring you right to the regular, to the YouTube. Um, 
So I think they're easy to remember, but yeah, MatthewWelchMusic.com is kind of where you can find it all. Superb. And, superb. They, and also, hey, thanks for, uh, thanks for having me uh, on and uh, talk about all these different things, especially no, cheese. All. I love Swiss. I love talking about Swiss cheese in Switzerland. Yeah. Who doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Exactly. Well, no, it's, it's a pleasure is all mine, honestly, to have you on. I've been a fan for a good number of years. And I just want to say thank you for all of the music for over the years and to keep up the great work, you know. And yeah, for anyone interested in so finding much. out more, go and check out all the points of contact. Matthew, thank you so much for taking time to chat to us on the podcast this week. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rav. It's a real, real pleasure to be here. Ah, oh, fantastic stuff. Thank you so much to Matthew there for taking time to talk to us here on the podcast this week. I'm sure you will agree, quite an interesting interview there and some uh, pretty interesting insight too into his involvement uh, with, you know, Great Highland Bagpipes in places where they shouldn't be Great Highland Bagpipes. <laughs> Takes a certain amount of bravery for that, for sure. And I definitely look up to Matthew and his music, for sure. So if you are interested, of course, like we always said, there, there's all the usual points of contact and social media stuff you can go and check out all of his details there and also i would urge you again to check out his new youtube channel dr bagpipe it's a lot of fun yeah for sure so there you are that's this week's topic of the week thank you all for downloading this week and each and every week and uh yeah don't forget like every other podcast out there we do have a patreon uh where they have actually had uh early access to this interview uh the video and everything is up there on our patreon has uh, been there for a week or two now so Yeah, shout out to our Patreon faithful who got an exclusive early look at that. Hmm. Now, I have to kind of drop in a little plug as well. Uh, Now, I know we talked about Big Rab Show TV and everything, uh, but before that, we are still producing our usual YouTube content. And for those of you who haven't checked us out on YouTube yet, then please do. Go and have a look for us, The Big Rab Show over there on YouTube. And uh, yeah, we're producing weekly videos over there at the moment with our news segment. So as you listened to the news earlier on in the podcast, we're now turning them into videos. Um, so yeah if you would like to see the websites the videos the points of contact the little you know music clips and stuff perhaps then go and check that out on youtube yeah it's a weekly thing now that we've started doing and it's well worth checking out for sure for those of you who love videos right that's it for another big rab show podcast i am out the door Next week, of course, we'll be back for more bagpiping goodness. Uh, we have well, we have another quite an interesting interview to bring you. And not going to spoil it, but uh, yeah, next week's pod is a real good one. So um, <clears throat> that's all I'm going to say on that front. But suffice to say, I hope you guys get your instruments out this weekend. Have a good tune, blow and play like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> and i if you are at a band practice or whatever this weekend then definitely send us in a little voicemail uh, or a video clip or whatever just to say hey you know i'm here at practice or whatever and we'll certainly bring it to the show our email address as always is biggrabshow at gmail.com and uh yeah we'll see you all on next week's podcast folks all the best Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, 
We'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best.